Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So what's up? I got. I just got the voucher. Uh, so I'm phoning. I got an email coming from you. I ain't get the email yet, so they might give it to me later on today. Uh, I sent you an email back. Did you get it? Yeah, I got that one. I got that one. That one. That one was fine. Hold on. I'm recording, just so you know. I started recording. Okay. Um. Yeah. So yeah, no, I ain't say nothing in that email. It wasn't nothing um important uh like that. It was just probably just going back over the things we already talked about. Oh, okay. Um, okay. the one thing. I wanted to talk to you about, man. I posted it yesterday, too. It was this article. There was another another article. Hold on, I got it. Give me a second. Yep, 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 yep. I said I got everything ready. Let's go. Press to it. So it wasn't just also the state of uh black america report which you know has a lot of information but it was getting into them uh, statistics that you wanted to talk about this this article this specific article so it was the um the homicide is um the pandemic's biggest killer um young black men yeah this came from uh the bloomberg report so um and you know i just want your your feedback um, but it was it was talking about all the things he was talking about. So just like an overcast, and I posted this on Facebook for people to go read, period. Um, and the author is Justin Fox. It's the Bloomberg report. But it was going into um, some things like um, who gets killed in the murder waves, uh, the month statistics by the U.S. homicides victims by race. Now, um, this one specifically has black african-american and other um from 2018 to 2021 uh that year around 2020 it was a major spike as soon as they um issued that that lockdown it went from under a thousand all the way uh almost to uh two thousand in that time but for other races it stayed it stayed the same it stayed well under a thousand you know so it says um the COVID pandemic has brought a big increase in murder and manslaughter aka homicide in the u.s by uh accounting of the centers for disease control and prevention the homicide rate went from 5.8 per 1,000 americans in 2019 to 7.5 in 2020 it appears it has continued to rise, um, even though it's at a slow a slow rate, but it's a rise regardless in 2021. And uh, who's suffering when this rate goes up is uh, mainly Black Americans, young Black Americans. There's another part in it that says uh, in 2020, those identified as Black or African American made up 13.5% of the U.S. population, according to the CDC estimates. That for um, definitional and other reasons don't quite match the results of the 2020 U.S. Census. They also made up 55.6 of the homicide victims and 65.6% of the increase in homicides relative to 2019. 
To put it another way, the homicide rate for black Americans rose from 22.9 per every 100,000 group of people um, in 2019 to 30.7 in 2020 for all other Americans who rate went from 3.2 to 3.8. So what you, what you think, thinking about that? Mr. Mike, because these are the things you you know wanted to touch on. So, what you think specifically is is the problem for this increase? So, we got we got uh, an increase. It went from twenty two point nine all the way to thirty, and they they jumped point. Uh, they jumped a couple decimals, so they went from three point two to three point eight. saying don't don't want to speak about about slavery who are these well um you have a a demographic of uh our caucasian brothers and sisters who feel like uh we shouldn't speak about slavery uh and that slavery is long over with it so we shouldn't keep pandering on uh the traumas uh, of slavery. And then you have some African Americans who feel like, you know, we use that as an excuse. Uh, but what's interesting is that was a, a guy by the name of William Lynch. And uh, he established a letter. He said that, you know, uh, I mean, he established a mindset on how to, uh, his philosophy was to break an African American and mm. make him into a slave. Yeah. And he was speaking about instilling self-hatred yeah. and divisiveness among the light skin versus the dark skin. And, uh, and and if you notice today, you know, among African-Americans, that same self-hatred still exists. But he said in that letter, in the William Lynch letter, that this hatred and this divisiveness will last for generations. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they are thinking tank systems within government where they sit back in the elites of society, uh, lay out certain strategies to carry out against its people, mm. or to, to, you know, the trajectory of a nation or a society. And they, they think these things through. We're dealing with some very intelligent minds. And so uh, they know that just as it took time to create this condition, it also takes time to heal this condition. Mm-hmm. And I just call on, you know, my Caucasian brothers and sisters, just as it was in slavery. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, uh, segregation in America to join hands with us because we are hurting people at this time. And there's so many different people that is hurting right. uh, at, the, at this time. And just as they locked arms with us for the civil rights bill, uh, they, uh, we need their support and help in locking arms with them for our healing as of now because... We okay. are the disenfranchised of society. And so I say that to, to, to uh, get to the point of 
say that it's a result of criminal justice reform, that there has been a spike in crime, and that there are democratic uh, leaders of states who are soft on crime, and as a result, crime has spiked. Versus there's a trauma that exists, and anytime you put pressure to that trauma, it would enhance whatever activity that's taking place in the society, which is crime. You get what I'm saying? If you, if you put a pandemic or you put pressure or stress and poverty, then of course there's going to be an increase in crime in order to provide or in order to, to for anyone to survive within that society. Mm. You, you get what I'm saying? And so uh, I just call on our political leaders, man, to you know do right uh, by the very people that you are called to serve. And uh, you know, for, for for my Republican brothers and sisters who say they stand on the tenets of their faith of Christianity or in God, you know, uh, you know, the, the scripture says, whatsoever you do to the least of these, my little ones, you do unto me. Yeah. And so you have a disenfranchised people in society who's considered to be the least, the little. He said, when did you visit me when I was in prison? I mean, they questioned and said, when did, uh, you, when were you in prison and we visited you? And then that's when Jesus responded and said, whatsoever you did to the least of these, my little ones, you did unto me. And so not to sound like, like I'm preaching, but just to call those who are in their positions have been entrusted by the creator to serve their people with the same uh, investment, love, uh, and attention that they would themselves of their very own children. Well, well who exactly who exactly we uh specifically calling on? We calling on all governors, presidents, um, um Yes. Everybody, yes, we're we, we, we every individual that's in a position of power okay. who have the ability to uh, invest in the disenfranchised community. Mm -hmm. Let's call attention to that. After George Floyd's uh, uh, death, mm -hmm. you had so much light shine on the disenfranchised of the United States of America. Yeah, you know, uh, and, and so many goodwill people came forward and said, "Listen." We need to start addressing the wrongs within the criminal justice system and the social system. Mm -hmm. They looked at the banks and how banks have denied minorities mm -hmm. loans for businesses. Mm -hmm. And they say, you know what? No, we, and, and the truth of the matter is, there were efforts made to invest in minorities uh, for businesses. But however, there have been some exploitation there as well and the taking advantage of the system, but not just from African Americans, but Caucasians as well. And so, I, mm -hmm. you know, uh, because it seems like that with the with, with every, you know, growth or step forward in our society, it's a prime example, you know, uh, when they came with the criminal justice reform bills sweeping through the nation, so many people said, okay, well, you know, we, uh, we don't want to... Uh, restrict people from bonding. You know, we want to bring back uh, parents into the homes. And so for small crimes, we're not going to uh, have them pay bonds. And now that's under attack as a result of the spike in crime. As if releasing a person on bond uh, for a minor offense has caused the spike in crime. When in all actuality, it's, 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 it's so many other different factors. You get what I'm saying? Poverty mm -hmm. being one of them, inflation being another one, and the pandemic. These are stresses that people are literally facing, you know, and in order to survive, anyone will steal to eat. Well, you, you know, this, this, that's what this report is really going into about the disparities between the two.
So it's showing, showing how much more because um, a lot of things. So I looked in the comments too, man, and and um, you know I ain't, I mean, but the stuff people were saying in that comments in that report, uh, you really see, you know, you see the other side of how people think and how they like, well, you know, it's their fault and things like that. But um, the disparity, because it's you know, it's still a lot of people doing crime, but it's still big disparity between the two. And, 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 and it's an increase. So why or where as uh, a lot of other races, um, you know, they they not they're not uh getting hit as hard. Yeah, it's hard. Like it's not it's not saying it's not a problem, you know, and it'll be clear it's not a problem, but it's not it's hard. And 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 the problems that um lie in the community is the problems that I think um more or less need to be addressed because what i see is that um that um even though you know say say a man um hispanic anything any any other race that's dealing with you know some of the problems that we're talking about because i know people will feel singled out but when it comes down to it it's uh uh like you say the disenfranchisement of how men feel uh feel alone black men uh uh, let's say uh, another another man uh, does something. He might not receive the same harsh treatment or extensive yeah. terms as. Now, I'm not saying he won't get incarcerated. I'm not saying it won't happen. But as me and you both know, being incarcerated and seeing the justice system and how that's a big and they can say what they want. But what we see when a man gets certain charges. The charges will increase for certain men other than other men, period. Well, how is it that we the minority in this country, but yet the, but yet the majority in this uh, institution, in cost, you know, uh, prison? Right. You know, how, how is that? I mean, if, if we the minority, um, and uh, I'm quite sure it, it's more Caucasians experiencing poverty than we are, and I'm quite sure that in poverty, there's crimes that's being committed. No, I, mean, yeah. the, 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 I think the, the difference is they see their humanity and they view us as animalistic. You go, keep in mind that was an institution mm -hmm. that established, that was established that perceived us as less than or subhuman. Right. Which to justify how you treated. We had a United States Supreme Court that, that did not acknowledge our humanity. That mm -hmm. said the institution of superior of, of white supremacy, yeah, and, and, and minority inferiority. And I think that's that that's what what um needs to be like. You see, you pointed out the Willie Lynch. So the yes. the 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 decades, um, centuries of the the way they made people think of uh. Yes. you know yes. uh each other and hatred yes. you know what i'm saying that ain't that is not done yes. in the hispanic communities that ain't done in the asian communities that's not done in other uh communities that are still dealing with this uh just real quick because i like i like to stay by the numbers um and it's not taken so um on that report the bloomberg report it said homicides have also gone up faster during the pandemic for those of hispanic or uh, one latino yeah. origin for non-black and we're gonna yeah. call, call right back when you can um, it says, but the increase has been a, um, a step 
has a has been a steep has been steep for the black americans and um a starting point much lower so they're the hispanic community are literally in the middle of us in the white community they you know white community is under 0.5 um we are well above um, 0.1 and the hispanic community is right in 0.5 so they on the rise too and then you know it's something that that's going on too so we want to you know point that out um they see their humanity yeah they there you go right right that's the point yeah not saying anybody ain't never dealt with nothing things but it's it's just a different level it's a different level yeah yes they are treated different it's the system speaks for itself yeah mm-hmm. you know look at the belly of the beast and you can see the food that it ain't you know yes sir yes sir uh, thank you producer. call right back mike call right Goodbye. back <laughs> the cappuccino and the coke coke. Yeah, they selling cappuccino on commissary now. You know? Ooh, y'all up in there fancy, huh? Making the Starbucks, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I be out here telling people about them uh them turn ups and everything, man. They be like, hey, what the fuck y'all be in there doing, man? Well, man, we be man, we gotta make it make it the best of it, you know, and that's no that's the strength, man. Making the best of it, man. Gotta make the best of it, man. Yes, uh, yes, uh. <clears throat> yeah. So, all right, we back. We back recording. Um, so, if you want to continue with your thought, or because of the restrictions we got with this phone and everything, I understand that you know these, you know, they might be all over the place. But I'll try to uh, keep it, keep it as smooth, smooth as possible. Board, but you know, you you back on, you back on, on live, Mike. You talk. Okay. Well, I was saying, you know, when you look at the belly of the beast, you can see his preference mm-hmm. or his choices, prey, or what he's consuming. Mm-hmm. And when you, and that's when I speak of the beast, I'm speaking about an unjust system uh, and who his target is in the consuming. And so when you look at um, the city, uh, let's say, for instance, uh, Chicago, mm-hmm. uh, and you see in different communities, mostly in the disenfranchised community, is more police than you see in any other community. Now, granted, there is a, a higher level of violence in more, more impoverished communities mm-hmm. than you will find in fortunate communities. Uh, and so, and I understand that's justified, but I think. The, uh, now, the how do you? Now, real quick, um, what do, what do you mean by that? That justified, but well, it's justified in the sense of uh, police presence that's necessary to uh, you know address crime or violence. Mm-hmm. Now, the approach to the crime and the violence is the problem. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying, and when we speak, anytime I'm dealing with someone that I don't see. As human, that I perceive as a threat, because I really believe there are some good, good polices off there. It's good COs that I've met inside the prison that I, I I put my back against the wall with. And what I mean mm-hmm. by that is I join arms uh, for the for the calls with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I, but I think that there are people, there are some that are uh, in authority that number one have a sense of uh, 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 pride. Uh, arrogance about them 
and, and uh, feel like I'm authority. You, go, I can tell you what to do, and and, and so um, there's some abuse of power that's exercised in in, in in minority communities. And then there's another aspect to it, which is um, they don't see us as human. They see us as animals. They act like animals, and so you know when you perceive a person as an animal, your approach to them is different. And so systemically, Mm -hmm. this country has always viewed African-Americans as animals. As a whole, as a whole, as a whole, as a whole, as a whole. That's the whole point, man. When it all breaks down to it, people can say whatever they want. But when you look at it, people look as a whole, you know, did I? I told you what happened with my uh, my wife while she was at work with that guy at the ATM, the Caucasian guy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. My that prime, you know, prime example where you got a black woman that is contracted and who has got repeated harassment at different ATMs, where she's looked at like she's doing something to this ATM. Why? Why is this black woman looked at she looked at like she's doing something to the ATM? When no cones, everything is already presented in the right way. It's the same thing as a young man walking down the street jogging, for example. Yes. Why does this man can't jog in his neighborhood? No question. Why do me no personally living in the suburbs, I feel like I can't walk to the gas station because no getting looked at from every angle. Those, those are the problem because if you put a different race in that situation, they looked at just, oh, they worked hard and you know they, they out here, but not still not now looked at as criminal. Is a is the criminal looked at that where you get looked at as, as a, a two-year-old child can be looked at like, oh, that's a criminal little baby. Man, he, he people got a whole different thought process. And the thought process is what needs to fucking change. Period. Excuse my language. Trying to keep it proper. But I talk, but if anybody listen to the podcast, they know how I talk. So shit, you already in too deep at this point. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you in too deep. If you know me, you know how I talk. Now everybody know Mr. Mike and how Mr. Mike talk. He very proper, but man, I talk. You know what I'm saying? So uh no question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But well, yeah, well, that, that's the problem, man. So how do we how do we start to do is it is it we just gotta wait for them generations that had been embedded with it to to go to uh uh leave or 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 how how do how do we help? How do we inform, you know what I'm saying, get to them? Cause they ain't they ain't listening, man. They still doing the same things out here, Mike. You know what I'm saying? Still treating people the same way, like from way back then. Well, I think the institution, the system, uh, has to promote with the same energy that racism was promoted. Mm-hmm. Promote equality with that same energy. Right. And then it starts in the homes. You know, the, a nation is made up of families. You know, and so the next generation is being uh, raised. But you know, like I know, and this is just my opinion, that whole, it started with the family. Man, brother, I, the black family is one of the strongest families always, always to me. And that's something we doing is just that when the black child leave the home, what they subjected to. That everything's oh, no get broken, you know what I'm well, saying, broken down. You know what I'm saying? I, I see what accountability with our Caucasian counterparts uh-huh. uh, come in at. Okay. You know, and, and that's, so that's what you're asking from them. 
Yes, absolutely. Because yeah. it's, it's just not one-sided. Like, we have to work this thing out. Because right. that's what they try to make it. I don't mean to cut you off. They try to say, oh, well, we're you know, starting the home and then do that. And then, oh, you know, the mother and then the father. And da, 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 okay. We've always proven and we always overcome all these obstacles. I've seen single black mothers that worked hard and then they put their kid through college and had to fight through that and do that. And then, yeah, 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 yeah. But at the end of the day, when that child goes into a neighborhood, he, his mother worked hard, did what she had to do. They made it out to the suburbs. This man out here jogging, doing whatever he's supposed to do. And this is just, you know, example is I'm taking bits and pieces from, you know, everything. And he go jogging and he died. How that, you know what I'm saying? That's a that's a problem. You know what I'm saying? They talk about the, the crime and all that. Yeah, 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 you fought out of that. But then when you still go in the suburbs, you still get looked at. You still get uh, um, accused of. You, still, you can't live. How is it that everybody else is able to live they're living they're living they're living at a at a at a at a, at a, at a wonderful i want well i ain't gonna say all that but they, they living not like these you know people dying out here for this I, I that's think, crazy and but you you make a valid point my brother um, i got a couple i got a couple but, few i got a few you better laugh with me, Mike. Don't do that to you. Better laugh with me. All right, then, man. Hey, man, as it goes on, we're going to loosen up, but there's a dialogue, man. We're talking. You know what I'm saying? I like to stick to the statistics, but also, man, 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 look, you know, man, let's talk about this real, real, the real stuff. You know what I'm saying? That's what's going on, man. When black men get out of jail, man, they met with opposition. When um young black men are trying to come up, they met with opposition. When black women are trying to do something better for themselves, they met with opposition. They try, they trying to move into a different place. You met with opposition. You met with fight. You met with anger. You met with resistance. That's the fucking problem. You know what I'm saying? Those are the problem. And we, you know, we can go back and forth with you know the the governors and the presidents and all that. But you know that that you need to do something different. That um, need to be something different. You know. No question. I think I think uh, that's what's so important about, um, in, in my opinion. Yeah. I know this podcast is a neutral podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why I endorse uh, J.B. Priston because he has shown courage. He shown more courage than Blagojevich. Yeah. In a sense, he addressed the criminal justice uh, uh, system. Well, shit, then ask the ask the people there, Mike. You know, by putting it out there, you know, what I'm saying that's that's specifically, you know, if that's how you feel, if you feel like, you know, in that direction. I ain't, I'm not saying not, but if that is a step that we can take in order to help those things that I just talked yeah, about, balance things out. Absolutely, cool. Then then speak to them. Everybody that's listening in, you know, go go to them. Talk to the, you know, the people in in your in your districts, and you know, not just ours. This is our ours. Ours is Illinois. So I don't know how far this will reach anything, but just on a, you know, just covering our bases. Yeah, but go ahead, Mike. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. We, we have a governor who has exercised his executive powers and uh, to make right some of the wrongs that was done in the system. You know, for those who was excessively sentenced as juveniles. Yeah. You know, to hold a juvenile to the same accountability as you would an adult. It's unwise and unfair. And what are you speaking of exactly? And what? In the same capacity as someone who is mature. 
what it brain needs to fully develop to understand the decisions that he's making. Yeah. And so I say that when when, when you have a governor who gets on on, on uh, national television and say, I see that there are some things in the system that needs to be changed, and then exercise the courage to do it, even though he may face political backlash, mm-hmm. that says a lot about his character. And, and not only that, you know, he, he also, you know, to assist the poor, you know, with, with uh, not allowing people to be kicked out of homes because they didn't have jobs and weren't able to work. You know, to be empathetic to the plight of the poor says a lot about his character as well. And uh, and so that's why I, I, I believe that we should support leaders who begin to see the wrongs within the system, the social inequality. The criminal justice inequality, the disparities of sentencing. Uh, I think I think that we need to support those who are hearing our voices and seeking to address it. But when we fail to get out and support them, then our voices are no longer heard. It's the voice of those who are voting that's being heard. It's the it's the pain of those who are voting that's being felt. Mm-hmm. And so that's why it's so important when we sit on our couches and we look at our disposition, our plight rather, mm-hmm. in the situ- situation that we're in, mm-hmm. is that we we allow that pain to stimulate us to get out and vote. For those who will say, you know what, I see that the system is being unfair to a specific group of people, and I'm going to balance it out. We need to empower them. Yeah. Now, now right, I, I right, want to say right. this because politics has shown its hand. And what I mean by that is when there was an attack on the Asian community, the hate crime, the, the hate crime bill was passed with flying colors. Yeah, yeah, but most definitely. When it came to the voting rights, I mean, African-Americans were being lynched. African-Americans had dogs being sucked on water holes, yeah. and it took longer. Yeah. And, I did, and I understand we are in a different time and age, but guess what? It's young African-American men unarmed yeah. that's being slain on the streets. Most definitely, yeah. And there has not been a, 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 a thorough reform. The George Floyd bill still hasn't passed in Washington, D.C., but the anti-Asian crime bill has been passed. Yeah. You, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, so no, that no, means definitely. that definitely. our lives are not valued as Asians are valued. Yes, sir. Our lives are not valued as our Jewish brothers and sisters are valued. Yes, sir. You go, in, you go inside, you, you do anything, or you speak in, look at Brother Nick Cannon, with all due respect uh, to my Jewish brothers and community, I'm not racist, I'm not, we are not racist, we are not prejudiced, we believe that well, God uh, invests yeah. his life for every human being, yeah. and so with that being said, some some people might say that, let, full disclosure, me personally, some people might yeah, say, I, I got some problems, but you know, I, I work on it, you know what I'm saying, you know, I don't like, I just don't like everybody all the time. You know, well, you I got, like, but I'm working like on it. <laughs> and just, you there you go. Like yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. Yeah. See, you help me be better, sir. Thank you. Help me be better. Thank you. All right, continue, sir. Yes, 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 sir. Y
And so what I'm saying, if listen, if we fail to address the issues that the creator is exposing to us yeah. in this nation, we're bound to be a victim in the downfall of those issues. And what I mean by that is the body tells you when you're in pain. The mm. brain begins to say, okay, well, listen, we need to pay attention to this because you got pain there. Mm-hmm. So you begin to and you begin to draw your attention to the area where the pain is indicated. Okay, well there's pain in our nation, mm-hmm. and that that pain is being exposed to the body, to the head, the brain, the leaders, the powers that be, those who have the uh, 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 ability to bring change. And if they fail not to change it, then guess what happens? We will become crippled by that very same issue. Mm-hmm. Because we fail to address the pain that's within the body. Look at how Rome fell. Rome didn't fall from outside; it fell from within. Divisiveness. Mm-hmm. So we can either want, we can either sacrifice our own personal interests for the sake of unity and the advancement as one, or we can maintain our mindset of our own individuality and our own personal issues. I'm speaking about parties be it Republican, Democrat, or what have you, uh, you can you can maintain that same personal agenda and we can fall divided. But we can come together for a common good and address the issues that our nation has been exposed to because this nation, ain't no secret about it, has been a, a blessed nation. And God established this nation based on principles that he knew, I believe, that this nation can live up to. And so what happens is we're being called to live up to those principles, but yet we have to confront the errors of our ways, racism, injustice, inequality. We have to begin to address that. And that's 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 what I feel in my heart, my brother. Go ahead, Mike. Go ahead, man. I tell you, man, man, you make me want to be better. And the whole reason this is even going on, you know, to be a little better, man. Uh, man, that them, them, man, whew, I can't say nothing behind that, man. You put it together. You put it together. They put it together the right way. You know what I'm saying? The right way. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. No question. That's what's up. See, that's why I mess with you, Mike, the way you, you see it. You're able to, you know, articulate, you know, that ain't, that ain't, that ain't my, my strong suit. You know, I kind of, I'm an action person. I like, you know, get it done, but. You know I mean? well, we experienced that in the struggle, right? Yes, sir. Avoid when you're you're trained to go, you're trained to go. Uh, yes, 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 yeah, man. No, oh, that's what's up. Yeah, yeah, most definitely, man. We need. Uh, I agree with that. You know, wholeheartedly, man. Is uh, you yes. know, looking for, you know, for being help. Being a victim of the system, mm-hmm. I understand the pain that a lot of us young. African-Americans or black brothers experience. You have one minute left. Uh, being a victim of torture by police, I understand the anger and the, 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 the disrespect, not necessarily disrespect, but just the, the natural anger that anyone will feel when they're being wrong. I can remember in the 90s, police pulling us over, giving us cavity, anal searches, Man. throwing us on the ground, then putting their knees in our neck. This yeah. ain't something that just started happening. This is something that no, they can't be exposed to what they're comfortable with doing. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? And so I understand the anger that is felt in our communities. But, you know, we need we need help, though. You yeah. Know? yeah. Because this is some wrongs that's been experienced for so long to the point where now it's going to take time to heal. You know, 
Uh, and, and they can't see it as an attack, but as a justified gripe and acknowledge we did wrong and now we're going to put forth the effort to gain your trust again. Mm-hmm. It's like a relationship. When you hurt your fiance, Thank you for using yeah. your wife. Right, my brother. Call me back. Call me back. Call me back. Right. Still going. Still going. And yeah. um, you don't mind my brother, because I, I just, uh, you know, my brother was part partial too. And uh, uh, from uh, uh, out of out of Motown. But anyway, I was I, I was just telling them about you, and uh, I extended the information to them that I would you. Yeah, 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 most definitely. You know what I'm saying? Getting that up, getting that up yeah. So uh, his, his name is uh, Michael Stone. All right, all right. Yeah. No. no, like I said, we back. Uh, I'm back recording, so you can continue okay. with your with your thought, however you feeling. Oh, okay, okay. <clears throat> well, well, uh, What's on your heart now? What's on? I mean, we keep continue going. Oh well, well, basically, you know, I was just reflecting on you know what we talked about earlier and uh, previous, and also uh, podcast when we uh, was addressing the situation with my family, and uh, you know, like I'm saying, me being victim of torture, I understand the pain that is felt among us as a people. I understand the anger that is felt uh, among us as a, as a people. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I think we have to find the means of communicating or articulating our pain in a manner that's receptive. Uh, because by us being so greatly affected by the injustices of the system, when we do speak, it sounds like we're angry. You get what I'm saying? Which is yeah. natural. You know, if you smack anybody, your body naturally flexes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because that's divine intelligence giving you the, the response uh, that is that is well deserving to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? And so that's just like when something is foreign attacking your body, mm-hmm. your immune system automatically goes into, into action. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So when you're being wrong uh, in, a, in a social area or with the criminal justice system, you know, it begins to distort your human life, you know. And so, uh, so many of us is crying out uh, out of the pain and, and from the wrong that we've experienced to the point that those in, in positions of power, it almost seems as if we're angry. And there's a natural resistance towards authority behind the abuse that is experienced. Like I say for myself, I've, I've been tortured, you know, and when I'm in the midst of being tortured, being telling the state's attorney, hey, this detective's trying to get me to lie and say that this man shot me and shoot, and that uh, they're, they're, they're beating me. For him to get up, and walk out the room and send the same detective back in there to pressure me into doing something that was wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, it changed my it's, it, it it changed my perspective mm-hmm. on things. And so, uh, with that being said, I think we got a governor who is now listening to that cry. Mm-hmm. And so we have to. I, I believe as a people, we got to support him. You know. Yeah. And so, uh, uh, I think also I would like to have highlight, you know, the detectives that's on my case, speaking of uh, John Hollering, James O'Brien, uh, Kenneth Boutreau, 
Mm-hmm. And uh, Frank Val did. He detectives have a history of misconduct. Mm-hmm. And so anytime a system see a detective or someone that's in authority uh, exercising these abusive patterns, I think they need to remove them and then right the wrong that's done. Mm-hmm. It's just like criminal justice system say this person committed a crime and they must, you know, suffer justice or, you know, experience justice to right their own society, pay their debt to society, they call it. Yes. Why can't those who are in positions of authority pay their debt to society as well for wronging its citizens whom they swore enough to serve and protect? Right. You get what I'm saying? It should be held to a higher standard. Absolutely. I mean, there's oaths. I, I don't know the ins and outs. I don't know the ins and outs yeah. of all the things, but I'm pretty sure there's an oath for some. They got to, you know, uphold something, you know, and live no to question. some type of honor. You know. No they set up failed no question what they tried to do it failed and it's continuing to fail it's failing people failing people no question and and like i was saying it's like when you're in a relationship you know Uh you own your wife or your significant other you have to put forth effort to amend the wrong you know and so you can't dismiss it or deny it you acknowledge it and then you begin to put forth the, the the work ethic to make right that wrong, to, to begin to build trust again. And so it's nothing wrong. That's why I, I uh, was so encouraged to support uh, Joe Biden in the beginning because he was he showed a contrite heart in the beginning. He showed a contrite heart and he showed loneliness of heart, meaning that he was humble enough to say, we got it wrong and we're going to work on fixing it. Versus dismissing it. And saying racism didn't think it exists in America. Mm-hmm. When he first campaigned, he said, Listen, we had we got the crime bill wrong. And it targeted minorities. You know, uh, the disenfranchised of our country. And so we're gonna repeal it. Now the thing that I have with Joe Biden now is he has failed to address that wrong. And as a result of the political backlash behind criminal justice reform, he has stopped pushing yeah. to make right that wrong. Yeah. 
And in, in this sense, that says a lot about our leaders. You have to mm. be bold to address the wrong, no matter the, com- the conflict that's going to come behind it. Right. You know, now I get it. It might not be political wisdom to do it, but nevertheless, it, it's credibility wisdom because it shows you can stand on your word and do what you promise. You know, and believe it or not, he will get even more support. Right now, you have a lot of minorities that saying, look, I don't want to vote for him again mm-hmm. because he has not addressed what he said he was going to address in terms of right, people. right. You know, and is there's another. What we got two more, two more years before everything uh, starts all over again. Twenty twenty four, right? Okay, uh, yeah. For the next president, yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I think that's something that we need to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. nowadays we need leaders who are bold enough to address the wrong. Who are you calling on? Call on them then, Mike. This your platform. You got to call on them. Who you calling? Exactly. Call them, tell them what to do. You got to tell them the, who they need to call on. Who, who you talking about? Well, I, uh, specifically speaking, I think, I think number one, the Congressional Black Caucus who once supported the crime bill need to step up and say, you know, uh, we need to bring criminal justice reform in this country. The same way we campaigned for the crime bill to be passed, mm-hmm. we put forth that same effort to repeal it. Okay. I think the president needs to get his party behind uh, the push for, to address the crime bill and say, you know what, we got it wrong. If, yeah. if, if president, former president Bill Clinton can say we got it wrong, right. Hillary Clinton can say right. we got it wrong, why can't right. you, I'm talking about Mr. President Biden, yeah. uh, say, okay, yeah, I got it wrong, but let me show you about my actions. Right. I'm gonna make right that wrong. So then we'll we'll share it to him. We're gonna we're gonna share it straight straight to his page, whatever we can, because that's the, you know this this for the people. So yeah, okay. No that's, question. Right. No okay. Question. Yeah, yeah. That's and, you know we working on some solutions too. I mean, you know, we ain't uh, groundbreaking anything, but man, we're gonna try to you know figure. But that 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 could be a solution, man. If you, you know calling on those people, um, you know, reach out to them. Anybody that's listening, reach out to them on any platforms. Anybody that knows. Um, Governor Prince can share this podcast and information yeah. with him. Yeah. Please do, because yeah. it sheds light on these things. That's that's what we want. We want shedding light on these matters. Absolutely, absolutely. Go ahead. I ain't because, mean to keep keep going with your thoughts. No, about. it's okay, my brother. It's okay, my brother. <clears throat> no, I'm just I'm just reflecting on you know what I'm saying as I'm talking to you. Yeah, no, we talking, you know, but also, you know, like I said, you know, uh, I'm moving, I'm moving for change, you know, with this and that, and that, and that, and that's exactly what we want. We want action, you know. We talk, we talk, we talk, we talk, we talk. You know what I'm saying? Me, and you talk. We talk behind them walls. Now we talking outside the walls, and you know, one day, man, we're gonna be face to face and and recording these these conversations and putting them out there. But the action, the action that's needed, you know what I'm saying, is that everybody is on all these platforms. You on Facebook, you on Instagram, um, tick 24 hours. You know, it's using these. The power that we have is not being understood. The power that we have together as a community. We can all come together and watch a stupid video of people doing uh, immature things, which, I mean, hey, man, everybody having fun. That ain't saying that. But now, you know, the other thing is that we use this to share, to get a better result out of what we want. It ain't just so much as, and I ain't, I ain't knocking the vote. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? 100% what you said. If you vote, vote, it helps. But also the action that we could put behind it, which ain't just the protest, it's the, these platforms that we have and calling on the action of those people that you just talked about. You know what I'm saying? We can listen to this all day, but if we ain't sharing it and flooding their inbox and making them look at it, making them pay attention, 
and say, hey, this what you said. Hold them accountable. Hold them accountable. Hold them accountable. Hold them accountable. We 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 talk amongst ourselves. No, man, let's let's put them out there. You know what I'm saying? Ain't no if man just Prisca, what's up, man? You know what I'm saying? Hey, Biden, what's up, man? You know what I mean? Hey, man, I mean, you know, Mike, you know, you look you mean wood too, man. You know, we call people out on it. You know what I'm saying? Um call them out. Call that's the solution. It's call these people out, man. You know what I'm saying? Everybody listening to it, man. That's love and support. But the support we need is having people do action. Send it to them. Tell them, hey, man, you bogus. Hey, man, you wrong. Hey, man, you said you doing this. Hey, man, my people over here still feeling this way. Hey, man, you over here in power. Okay, them dude had all them people go out for vote for him. Okay, yeah, we good. We support you during, during, during political times. But then what happened after that? My dude, after that, my dude, yeah, you could say, oh, well, yeah, that sounds like a lot of injustice and people are dealing with a lot of, yeah, I ain't understanding. Yeah, you can give me a whole lot of political answers. They can. But, but, but then, okay, yeah, oh, back us, back us, back us, back us, back us, back us. Then when we back you, and when it's all said and done, we look around, man, we left in the letters. Smoke, man, all that fire, man. And then, man, it was nothing but a little puff of smoke, man. You talked all that fire, man, wasn't nothing left. You know what I'm saying? That them the problems me personally I had and that I want people to change is because man yeah they talk good around these times we got two I'm I'm giving my opinion it is is it's the other dude that's going against Prisca both of them talking talking crap about each talking straight about each other you know what I'm saying okay yeah but once and everybody trying to promote what what good things can be done but then when it's said and done you a year or two from now you're gonna still have the same problems come on man That's the, that's the problem. We were relying on the wrong people. We the people. We the people gotta mad these people change. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a full promoter of man by any means necessary. You know, you gotta and I understand where you're coming from. And again, this is a podcast about debate and opinion, so mine is just an opinion. Um, but you know, the the the, the things that that can be talked about, like if I bring up last year, are these the still same problems from last election? The same problems that we had with the last president or the last president or the next president or the person after that. Yeah, we can talk about it. We can make a little change, a little thing like, no, the things that still go on. Like who, who going to start actually backing up what the hell they said? You know what I'm saying? Like 100%. Like, I mean, I understand. I'm not a, I'm not a political person. I don't understand the realm of how that works. But when... You have a person like yourself, Mr. Carter, that's still incarcerated. Ain't nobody paying attention to what you had going on. And you've been tortured for all this time. Like you said, in 89, when them guys were still doing it. If whoever was in power then would have changed it. But it's still the course of time has gone on that I'm sure there was a mayor and there was a governor. You can continue okay. with, your, with your thought, however you feeling. Oh, okay. okay. <clears throat> well, well, uh, What's on your heart now? What's on, I mean, we can continue going.
should be held to a higher standard. Absolutely. I mean, there's oaths. I, I don't know the ins and outs. I don't know the ins and outs yeah. of all the things, but I'm pretty sure there's an oath for something. They got to, you know, uphold something, you know, and live no to question. some type of honor. Yeah. No Definitely. 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 So, you know, when a system, 
you know, turn a blind eye to injustice, what happens is it creates a distrust yeah. towards the system. Yeah. And so that's what we see, and we see in the backlash behind their actions of turning a blind eye to a wrong that's been committed uh, in, 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 in our criminal justice system. Yeah. You know, uh, I can remember when I was a kid, my granny telling me, baby, the police ain't going to lie on you. <laughs> and just seeing with our own eyes yeah. the police commit, you know, off whites. But that's the transition yeah. uh, that we're in right now yeah. as a nation where police have to go back to the, uh, the drawing board and begin to work on mm. uh, trust again. But what and they I got, mean, what they set up failed. No question. What they tried no to question. do, it failed. And it's continuing to fail. It's failing people. Yeah. Failing people. And, and like I was saying, it's like when you're in a relationship, you know, uh-huh. when you wrong your wife or your significant other, you have to put forth effort to amend the wrong, you know. And so you can't dismiss it or deny it. You acknowledge it, and then you begin to put forth the, the ethic, the work ethic, to make right that wrong, to, to begin to build trust again. And so it's nothing wrong. That's why I... I uh, was so encouraged to support uh, Joe Biden in the beginning because he was he showed a contrite heart in the beginning. He showed a contrite heart and he showed loneliness of heart, meaning that he was humble enough to say, we got it wrong and we're going to work on fixing it. Versus dismissing it and saying racism is a thing that exists in America. Mm-hmm. When he first campaigned, he said, listen, we, had, we got the crime bill wrong. And it targeted minorities, you know, uh, the disenfranchised of our country. And so we're going to repeal it. Now, the thing that I have with Joe Biden now is he has failed to address that wrong. And as a result of the political backlash behind criminal justice reform, he has stopped pushing to make right that wrong. And in, in this sense, that says a lot about our leaders. You have to be bold to address the wrong, no matter the com- conflict that's going to come behind it. Right. You know, now I get it. It might not be political wisdom to do it, but nevertheless, it's credibility wisdom because it shows you can stand on your word and do what you promise. You know, and believe it or not, he will get even more support. Right now, you have a lot of minorities that saying, look, I don't want to vote for him again mm-hmm. because he has not addressed what he said he was going to address in terms of right. people, right? You know, and is there's another. What we got two more, two more years before everything uh, starts all over again, twenty twenty four, right? Okay, uh, yeah. For the next president, yeah. and <clears throat> I, I, I think that's something that we need to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. Because nowadays we need leaders who are bold enough to address the wrong. Who you calling on? Call on them, there, Mike. This your platform. You got to call on them. Who you calling on? Exactly. Call them, tell them what to do. You got to tell them the, who they need to call on. Who, who you talking about? Well, I, uh, specifically speaking, I think, I think number one, the Congressional Black Caucus who once supported the crime bill need to step up and say, you know, uh, we need to bring criminal justice reform in this country. The same way we campaigned for the crime bill to be passed, mm-hmm. we put forth that same effort to repeal it. Okay. I think the president needs to get his party behind uh, the push for, to address the crime bill and say, you know what, we got it wrong. If, yeah. if, if, if president, former President Bill Clinton 
can say we got it wrong. Hillary Clinton can say we got it wrong. Why can't you, I'm talking about Mr. President Biden, uh, say, okay, yeah, I got it wrong, but let me show you about my actions. Right. I'm gonna make right that wrong. So then we'll we'll share it to him. We're gonna we're gonna share it straight straight to his page, whatever we can, because that's the, you know this this for the people. So yeah, okay. No that's, question. Right. No okay. Question. Yeah, that's and, you know we working on some solutions too. I mean, you know we ain't uh, groundbreaking anything, but man, we're gonna try to you know figure. But that 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 could be a solution, man. If you, you know calling on those people, um, you know reach out to them. Anybody that's listening, reach out to them on any platforms. Anybody that knows. Um, Governor Prisker uh, can share this podcast and information yeah. with him. Yeah. Please do, because yeah. it sheds light on these things. That's that's what we want. We want shedding light on these matters. Absolutely, absolutely. Go ahead. I ain't because, mean to keep keep going with your thoughts. No, about. it's okay, my brother. It's okay, my brother. <clears throat> no, I'm just I'm just reflecting on you know what I'm saying as I'm talking to you. Yeah, no, we talking, you know, but also, you know, like I said, you know, uh, I'm moving, I'm moving for change, you know, with this and that, and that, and that, and that's exactly what we want. We want action, you know. We talk, we talk, we talk, we talk, we talk. You know what I'm saying? Me and you talk. We talk behind them walls. Now we talking outside the walls, and you know, one day, man, we're gonna be face to face and and recording these these conversations and putting them out there. But the action, the action that's needed, you know what I'm saying, is that everybody is on all these platforms. You on Facebook, you on Instagram, um, tick twenty four hours. You know, it's using these. The power that we have is not being understood. The power that we have together as a community. We can all come together and watch a stupid video of people doing uh, immature things, which, I mean, hey, man, everybody having fun. That ain't saying that. But now, you know, the other thing is that we can use this to share, to get a better result out of what we want. It ain't just so much as, and I ain't, I ain't knocking the vote. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? 100% what you said. If you vote, vote, it helps. But also the action that we could put behind it, which ain't just the protest it's the these platforms that we have and calling on the action of those people that you just talked about you know what i'm saying we could listen to this all day but if we ain't sharing it and flooding their inbox and making them look at it, making them pay attention and say hey guess what you said hold them accountable hold them accountable hold them accountable hold them accountable we 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 talk amongst ourselves no man let's let's put them out there you know what i'm saying ain't no if and just prisca what's up man you know what I'm saying? Hey, Biden, what's up, man? You know what I mean? Hey, man, I mean, you know, Mike, you know, you look, you mean would too, man. You know, we call people out on it. You know what I'm saying? Um, call them out. Call, that's the solution. It's call these people out, man. You know what I'm saying? Everybody listening to it, man, that's love and support. But the support we need is having people do action. Send it to them. Tell them, hey, man, you bogus. Hey, man, you wrong. Hey, man, you said you doing this. Hey, man, my people over here still feeling this way. Hey, man, you over here in power. Okay, them dude had all them people go out for vote for him. Okay, yeah, we good. We support you during, during, during political times. But then what happened after that? My dude, after that, my dude, yeah, you could say, oh, well, yeah, that sounds like a lot of injustice and people are dealing with a lot of, yeah, I ain't understanding. Yeah, you can give me a whole lot of political answers. They can but what but then okay yeah oh back us back us back us back us back us back then when we back you and when it's all said and done we look around man we left in the letters smoke man all that fire man and then man it was nothing but a little puff of smoke man you talked all that fire man wasn't nothing left you know what i'm saying that them the problems me personally i had and that i want people to change is because man yeah they talk good around these times we got two i'm giving my opinion 
is 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 the other dude that's going against Prisker. Both of them talking talking crap about each talking straight about each other. You know what I'm saying? Okay, yeah, but once and everybody's trying to promote what what good things can be done. But then when it's said and done, you st- a year or two from now you're gonna still have the same problems. Come on, man. That's the, that's the problem. We were relying on the wrong people. We the people. We the people no got to mad. These people change. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a full promoter, man, by any means necessary. You know, you got to, and I understand where you're coming from. And again, this is a podcast about debate and opinion. So mine is just an opinion. Uh, but you know, the, 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 the things that, that can be talked about, like if I bring up last year, are these the same problems from last election? The same problems that we had with the last president or the last president or the next president or the person after that. Yeah, we can talk about it. We can make a little change and little thing like, no, the things that still go on. Like who? Who going to start actually backing up what the hell they said? You know what I'm saying? Like 100 percent. Like, I mean, I understand. I'm not a, I'm not a political person. I don't understand the realm of how that works. But when. You have a person like yourself, Mr. Carter, that's still incarcerated. Ain't nobody paying attention to what you had going on. And you've been tortured for all this time. Like you said, in 89, when them guys were still doing it. If whoever was in power then would have changed it. But it's still the course of time has gone on that I'm sure there was a mayor and there was a governor. And still want to be responsible. To still want to love on your wife, even though you got scars. Yeah. To still say, you know what? I got to be there for my children. I got to be responsible. And that's going to be some things that's uncomfortable for me. But I'm a muscle through. Yeah. For the sake of being there for my child, you know what I'm saying? Like 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 a, a, so many other fatherless parents wasn't there for them. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that take an extraordinary individual, somebody that's not ordinary. You know what I mean? To, to, to go against the tree. Yeah. That ain't easy, brother. That's why yeah. I, I say that with all honesty to you. Yeah. No, most definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been, I've, I've heard it a couple of times, but you know, they, they created a person like myself is that, is that you, you, you're not gonna do anything. You're not gonna be anything. You won't, don't excel. You can't, you can't grow. You, you, you know, you're gonna be less than in all, in all avenues. And if you try, you're gonna fail immediately. So there's no reason no to even try at all. You know. No question. Yeah. That's the type of that's the type of uh, brainwashing that's been carried out towards minorities. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a subliminally. It's even on TV. Every time you see somebody of any significance, I think it used to be important. subliminal. I think it's very, very, very. You know, uh, you blatant, see, right, blatant now, right? right now. They like forget everybody it. That's what it is. Jesus is white. Yeah, everybody who yeah. anybody significant in the Bible. Yeah, is white. Yeah, everybody who was a slave. Yeah, they portrayed as black. Yeah. And now they changing it with the commercials too. You know, commercials have now been saturated in a whole different manner. It's you know, I I mean, I'm a product of an interracial couple, but now they change where they trying to, you know, just again that's a way to destroy the black relationship. You know, it's no longer be with this person because this person will help and support you. No, this whole other person will help and support you in a way that you ain't never felt before. So you'll feel a whole lot better over here. You know, which 
And look, just love who you love. That's how I feel. That's, you know, that's the understanding by having a black father and a white mother. It was just, man, you're just supposed to love each other, you know. But my mother was wet, met with racism. That's why they moved from the south side to the north side, you know. No question. Um, yeah. But you know. know what? That's why you so important. You get what I'm saying? Mm. Uh, and what I mean by that is you a depiction of the culture. What I mean by the power of two people be coming together, even though they are different ethnicity groups and working. You know what I'm saying? But there's some people that fear that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The culture fears that. Because to them, to the, to the, to the white supremacists, it's seen as though their race is being diluted. You know what I'm saying? They're adopting the same mentality that Hitler adopted. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because he tried to create this Aryan brotherhood or this true race. Yeah. And and the, the, the truth of the matter is there's no such thing. No such thing. Because at, at one point in time, it was all into me. Right. You get what I'm saying? Because according to scripture, and some people may not believe that, but it said right. we came from one blood. Yeah, yeah. You get yeah. what I'm saying? So Most we definitely. came from one blood, we all related. Yeah. You know? One way or another, yeah, yeah. It's one just different another, pigments. No pigments. You know, the thing of a skin is only a sixteenth of an inch thick. That's a sixteenth of an inch thick. That's the only difference between everybody. That's how much the difference is between skin. It's Say a sixteenth that. of an inch. Say that. Say that. Yeah. Say that. How you let a sixteenth of an inch, man? I'm recording all this too, by the way. I, I just figured it might, you know, you was talking so well, brother. I figured I'd record you. So I at least got about three, three good minutes of what you was diving into. You know, I should have hit record from the beginning. I can't never let you not be recorded. <laughs> you got to be recorded at all times. <laughs> I went through the whole thing like, yeah, I'm just going to talk to him. No, man, look, you got to be recorded at all times, man. I ain't going to lie to you. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm finna get ready to go this thing with Navi too, man. Go ahead and wrap it up real quick. Even she thank you too. She thank you too. <laughs> All right, y'all. Welcome back. Welcome back. This is that tonic hour. And I am your host for this hour. So again, I actually got some paperwork from Mr. Carter's mother. Mrs. Spencer, thank you, Mrs. Spencer. If you are listening, I received all the letters and paperwork. So, um, but in this uh, snippet episode, I'm gonna read the letter that uh, Mike wrote. Uh, but this whole packet basically 
contains all the information that, uh, that was going on with Mr. Mike that we've been talking about. So, y'all just bear with me. But if you're listening, you know, I appreciate y'all for listening to me and patience. Don't mind the noise. I ain't, you know, I ain't no editor or nothing. So, y'all know this raw. All this raw unedited. Uh clips and everything, man, just, just straight, so this is, um, words from Mr. Carter, he wrote this August 25th, 2021, so it says, my name is Michael Carter, it says, thank you for sharing this brief moment of your time, uh, reading my plea for help, um, it says, I am a graduate, an uh, undergraduate from the University of Arkansas in Pine Bluff, I grew up in the Inglewood community uh, until 19 years old. In 1999, I was framed for a murder I did not commit. My younger brother, Michael Stone, shot Mr. Gardner for reasons of saving my life. Having seen Mr. Gardner draw a gun to shoot me in the head, Stone shot Gardner twice. At 17 years old, Stone turned himself in to detectives, admitting he shot Gardner to save my life. Detectives dismissed Stone's honest account of what happened, fabricated that Carter Jones, myself, and Stone all conspired to kill Gardner, although we were uh, never together. Detectives fabricated reports, coerced witnesses, and intimidated family members to sign false statements and testify falsely before a grand jury. These detectives, John Holleran, Kenneth Boudreaux, James O'Brien, and Frank Valdez, worked and were taught interrogation torture tactics by John Berg. So these same detectives tortured me. Talking about uh, Mr. Carter again. These are Mr. Carter words, um, just to be clear. so this is his account. What's going on? So again, says that same detectives tortured me and fabricated oral s- statements, which is totally led to my wrong conviction. So for over 20 years, I've waited patiently with hope in our judicial system to be true to her promise of fairness of justice, acknowledging the evidence, physical facts in the case. Like I said, y'all bear with me. I'm gonna read it. I'm pretty sure Mr. Mike read it himself. It'd be very well put together. So, but y'all just bear with me. Uh, <laughs> so again, um, Mike was looking for his promise and the fairness of justice, acknowledging the evidence, physical facts in the case and not the political savvy of and again this is a copy so um because it was written in pen some of the um, words are a little faded so y'all still bear with me um it says of powerful corrupt detect of corrupt detectives we've had um our prosecutors kim fox former mayor and current mayor uh Lori Lightfoot acknowledged the wrong the wrong committed by these detectives who have a history of misconduct but have 
stop short at addressing the wrong done to people like me. Speaking of Mr. Carter, explaining why I'm still incarcerated and now pleading for your help, asking our elected officials to do the right thing. <laughs> Although discouraged by our current condition, let us encourage elected officials to be courageous and bold in addressing the error that um, that deteriorates the moral liberals of our society. These upholding justice. In doing this, we are not siding with criminals, but it's justice. And he goes on to say, thank you for reading uh, my plea for help. Now I ask that you call the Honorable Governor J.B. Pritzker. So if you are listening, Mr. Pritzker, we're talking to you, Mayor Lightfoot, Miss Kim Fox, all these people. So if you listen to this, send this to him. Send it straight to him. You know, immediately. So we're calling on their office um, and leave a message. Uh, free Michael Carter. Uh, here's a Springfield number if you guys need. It's 217 702 6830. And thank you again, Mr. Michael says, and have a blessed day. So you can read um, the whole case by Google. Um, go to Cortez Jones versus um, Scott McKee. Case number one, um, that's dot dot uh, zero eight dash CV dash zero four four two nine and people versus Michael Carter case number zero zero CR five three eight eight. Thank you. Respectfully, Michael Carter, um, Michael Carter, um, inmate number R one eight zero two eight and it's Robinson CC. If anybody wants to get in contact with my, uh, Mr. Carter directly. So, um, that's the letter. That's how this whole package starts out. So, it's, it's just very, very uh, detailed. Um, and it's FBI investigation. So, there's some things that Mr. Carter himself typed up. Asking for these petitions that it looked like he sent to um, some judge, some judges. Um, asking for his clemency. This is the clemency that's sitting on the desk that is not being heard. That why not? I mean, if you're listening, share it, send it, send it, send it, send it to all the people that need to hear it. Because um, this all sounds like. It's a whole bunch of bullshit that this man just sitting in jail. So, I mean, man, share this, listen to it, share it, get it out there. However we got to do it, we got to do it. Because Mike sitting right now, he just sitting, y'all. So, shit, let's do it. Um, so, this table of context for exhibits, it goes into the reported detectives involved in the case. Um... The FBI investigation um, report for Detective Kenneth Boudreaux, the misconduct. 
So there's a lot of misconduct by these detectives, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, the detectives of James O'Brien, John Murphy, John Holloman, Frank Valdez, Kenneth Brujo, Will Severia. Hmm. And as these cases go on and on and on of misconduct by these detectives that go back, that predate his knowingly, his one knowingly withheld information, subject, suggestive lineups, physical, physically beaten. They knew of this in 93. Hmm. Also about Mr. O'Brien, they knew about him in 98, he punched a man in the lip and chest. I witnessed to murder cases, told his attorney that he was coerced into saying that he and his co-defendant committed the murders. Denied the right to attorney. Could barely read and write. Was 17 years old at the time. So why were these detectives still able to be a part of something? And they were still doing it. And then they turned around and did it to another man. <laughs> Michael Carter. And Michael Carter sits in jail because of these detectives. I mean, I don't know how you feel about it. I feel like, man, that's that, you know, that's messed up. So I'm trying to get this out there. The whole reason to get this out there to the right people, to the right elected officials. I'm going to say it the right way this time. Um, I've been told that sometimes my passion can come off as aggression and can um, be taken the wrong way. But I'm not here to be taken the wrong way. I'm here to be understood. Um, my passion for these things um, is mine. Um, I, I feel adamantly about these things when these things happen. And there's really not much that I've done. Um, but I feel like talking about it, trying to expose it and bring it to light. And right some of the wrongs and just help any type of way is a duty that it's not not a hard one to take on. I think it can can be taken on, and it's uh, something I'm asking that people start doing. Share this uh, podcast. Talk about it. I put out more information. I got the information. Um, you know, help this thing grow. Help it. Help it get exposed to what it is, and it's sickening. Is that uh, man? In our community, there's a lot of our young black brothers that's just getting thrown away. So, if we don't stop, man, it's a it's a real pandemic, epidemic that's going on in um, the killing of black people in the community. Um, one way or another, you go in a box, like for real, you know, um, they drive you crazy. Or, you know, just the pain. Um, it's, it's, it, man, it needs to, it needs to be exposed. 
and people like uh, some of the people I talk to are people that deserve to be heard and man we need to start making these changes so man I'm calling on y'all for real you know I want people to listen to this and I want people to step up you know man ain't no more talking like you know man we call on these people do what we got to do um or man point me in the direction Hook me up with them people that want to do it, you know, so I can help them people out so we can figure this out and get some changes made. So, man, I want y'all to continue to uh, listen in, lock in, subscribe in, all that stuff. But um, help this thing grow and help me grow and help help it all. Um, man, for real, I appreciate y'all tuning in again. Um, like I said, it's a lot of information there, but, um, I'm gonna have another call with Mr. Mike soon, so hope to have that for you guys, um, as you guys stepped in, so, yeah, that's, that, that's what we're gonna be going into, I got the report now, so, man, um, any questions wanna be asked, please chime in, uh, love the uh, question and answer, um, and just keep on supporting. So thank y'all again. Love.